Kid Around Podcast. Here we are again. We're back, and you're back. Assumedly. Uh, I'm sure there's a, a, somebody who's listened to previous podcasts who's listened to this there's one. There's lots. We've released at least two by now, yeah. and let me tell you, it is just skyrocketing. Listen, it's been an overwhelming response, and by that I mean uh, overwhelmingly small. Uh, I was expecting a lot more listeners. When Ricky Gervais did his first podcast, it broke records. It was like, and it was a comedy podcast. This is a comedy podcast. Why is it we don't have millions of downloads? Yeah, there's really no difference. There's nothing to uh, account for that mathematically, culturally, even... Um, even uh, Metaphysically. Especially metaphysically. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? That's that's what we do in in our craft. We just we hit the dirt and keep on trudging. We power through. And so we'd like to take the time to thank the people the who are listening that are listening right now because say, it's special. It's uh, an honor for you, and and we cherish uh, each individual. I'm sure you appreciate us, and not in a pandering way. Just no, no, no. I, I'm sure you're not pandering to us. Uh, but I like it. I like I like to uh I like being honored by you uh mm-hmm. by being listened to. Um here what what we're doing is we're we're doing it here in the capital and we're broadcasting it out to everyone. And we take the magic out of comedy. We're taking the magic out of comedy and you are there to, you know, take that magic and 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 now you get to see comedy for what it is. Mm-hmm. And you know, our reward is your education and your commitment. Yeah, if you if you commit to us, and, and you should commit to us, which all it takes is a little button right up top there on your on your iTunes browser that says subscribe, subscribe, subscribe that's, to that's us. The one. I mean, there's there's a couple other uh, buttons up there, but they, yeah, like um, if you want to go back to uh, your other podcast or your playlist and things or like now that. playing, mm-hmm. yeah, there's a lot of buttons. Oh, you're talking about the computer version of iTunes. Uh, yeah. I'm thinking about the the iPhone version, oh, okay. which is also different. Um, but there are buttons everywhere. There's buttons below. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You can uh, review and rate and subscribe. If you review our podcast and you rate it, that's going to make us look better, and it's going to make you feel better. Especially if you rate it well, um, like above. Oh yeah, you three do a low stars. rating, <laughs> then. That's then our faces are, yeah. are purple with uh, egg. embarrassment oh. and eggs. Yeah, with uh, uh, egg, purple eggs. Egg embarrassment. So Ricky Gervais' podcast, as you were saying. What was interesting that I learned this week was that uh, Ricky Gervais tweeted and said that uh, Mike Birbiglia is the new Woody Allen. Ricky Gervais said that. Ricky Gervais tweeted that. This is a He's while He's been on back. point. He's been on point for a while. I don't exactly know what. Uh, Ricky Gervais meant because I, I haven't talked to him um, mm. ever really and I don't I, I've tweeted him but he has never retweeted me or, or tweeted me back but I think he was probably referencing uh, Sleepwalk with me there's uh, M- Mike Birbiglia actually talks to the camera right which is very similar to Woody Allen's Annie Hall where he talks to the camera in the beginning that and does is those jokes. also um, Woody Allen's movie Sleepwalker has a very similar title. That's true, too. But, so. yeah, Woody Allen famously talks to the camera. Mm-hmm. But if that's what he's comparing it to, uh, um, the real in- reincarnation, if you if you want my two dimes, mm-hmm. is Matthew Broderick in Hello, the most, probably one of the most famous uh, comedic the films producers. of all time. The uh, Producers, which the, is actually a Mel Brooks film. 
the producers who made Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh. Oh, right. you're talking of... I didn't know where, where the, you were going, but now that you say Fe- Ferris Bueller's Day Off, mm-hmm. I realize... He often speaks to the camera in that film. That's, yeah. It's basically Annie Hall as a, a teenager's yeah. lived experience. It's Annie Hall in high school. And if it weren't such an iconic film, why why would it be shown on TMT at, like every other day? You know, it, it, it was the high school musical of that era. And mm-hmm. what was so great about back then in the early 90s or was it 80s again can't really it's be confirmed. hard to tell but what was so great about that was that um you know the movies back then were high school musical pop culture but then mm-hmm. they also did that homage sort of you know hey look we're also basically woody allen you know it's got that depth yeah. to it mm-hmm. and uh mike Birbiglia, he he does that too but it's not it doesn't reach ferris bueller levels and it certainly falls short of Woody Allen. Um, mm-hmm. Because it's its own entity. I mean, right. this is what we're saying. You can't compare apples to Fruit Loops mm-hmm. um, just because they're derived from the same orchard. You can't, uh, you can't, one plus one doesn't equal apple. Mm-hmm. Or uh, one plus one doesn't equal hamburger. Yeah, and, yeah. and it never will. No. And this way we have no. to, we have to um, cut Cut the the crazy, mm-hmm. Mr. Gervais, mm-hmm. and bring bring it back. Mike Burbi- you know, Woody Allen flirted with stand-up, mm-hmm. and he was, mm, he's a great filmmaker. Mm-hmm. He's a great philosopher. Of course. He's a great Jew. Mm-hmm. But Mike Birbiglia, I mean, he's nailing the stand-up. Oh. He's there killing it mm-hmm. every night, mm-hmm. uh, a new hour every year. Where does it come from? Uh, some people will say from the same mixed bag of past relationships. I would say, well, from the same mixed bag of his brilliant mind. Yeah, and and it's that that brilliant bagged mind mm-hmm. that we got to carry along with us mm-hmm. uh, in our day to day, just to just to lighten the load. You know, mm-hmm. you you come back from work, you're tired, you spilled your coffee, but what was this under the seat? Crumpled up bag. It was a Birbiglia joke right. inside of it. And, and now I'm laughing and I'm like, of course, that's what he meant, uh, you know, when he said his joke about coffee. You know, my my morning coffee wakes me up. My morning Birbiglia makes me laugh. And when I put the milk in the coffee, you know, that milk in from other comedians mm-hmm. is homogenized. Just mm-hmm. like the... You know what they're saying is homogenized. The when I get it from Berbiglia, it's straight from the udder, mm-hmm. and that's making my coffee that much better. Mm-hmm. And it, it just gives it that rich, creamy comedy goodness mm. that we just gotta suck on down mm-hmm. and jerk on up. The Java that helps you jerk yourself awake in the mornings. Mm-hmm. And you know what? You churn that thing. You you just pump that stick, and you're gonna get butter. But Woody Allen isn't dead yet. So he's still the current Woody Allen? Yeah, that's a good point. You know what I mean? Yeah, so he can't... Pointing. How is there a new Woody Allen when we have a current Woody Allen still, mm-hmm. you know? Really, Berbiglia is more of the current... Uh, Berbiglia. Ber- Mike Berbiglia. Mer- Mike Berbiglia. Yeah, that's the most current one of him that exists yeah. now. Exactly. Now, what, is someone else going to come up and that's going to be the new Mike Berbiglia? And then the old Mike Berbiglia, or what we think of as the current Mike Berbiglia, is going to be the... 
new or current Woody Allen or something? Like, how does that make mm-hmm. any sense? That's what mm-hmm. I don't like about Ricky Gervais is that he doesn't make sense sometimes. Right. Like, a lot of his stuff There's is, a lot of barriers there. Yeah. There's a, you know, there's a vocally accented difference mm-hmm. uh, by the way mm-hmm. he speaks from the way that we speak. And half the time, I'm just... I'm just trying to piece together why they're talking about breakfast cereals as, as they leave. They say Cheerios yeah. and so on. Well, that's true. And it's majestic. It's mystifying. But uh, it does. You lose. You lose some of the the uh, the, the funosity. That's the British sensibility of comedy. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's just ridiculous. You know what I mean. Sometimes well, it just doesn't make any sense. It does. You know, if you if you have been there and you've seen sort of the gray skies and the the ocean currents beating against the rocks mm. Mm. and you say this is what they've got to talk the about of the cliffs of dover the bonnie cliffs cliffs of dover really and and once you've done all your jokes about the bonnie cliffs of dover you're left with uh it, just just talking about breakfast cereals right and then and then you do stupid things like tweet nonsensical garbage mm-hmm. illogically about uh mike berbiglia yeah. being the new woody allen that doesn't make logical sense ricky gervais yeah here's here's a tweet for you uh, uh, Joel is the new Ricky Gervais. Oh. The, or not the new. Here's a tweet for you. Joel is the new... Uh, not the... Joel is the current Ricky, Ricky Gervais. Gervais. Here's a tweet for you. Kevin is the previous Ricky Gervais. Ricky Gervais is the current Ricky Gervais. And Joel is the new Ricky Gervais. How does that make any sense? Now it lines up. Right? Yeah. You're his, sitting there going, who's who? In in British logic land, there it is. But that's that's, that's, that's British it. people. They have Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've been asking who's who for the last uh, who knows forever. who knows how long. No pun intended. Go on. So now, uh, uh, what I, we should mention is that who is mm-hmm. our whom, whom is our uh, tri- who are we tributizing today? Our second tribute episode, as you know, of course, uh, our, our first one was the incomparable Louis C.K. Mm. Uh, we went through uh, some of his comedy jokes. Uh, give him a bit, give him a few heads up. Some some said uh, you you were a little harsh on it. You gave gave mm. him so much so much advice. Mm-hmm. Who are you to give this advice? I said, well, it was a heads up. It was a right. we see your path. Uh, outlined, and we're just we're just color, coloring in some of the shades. Look, we happen to have the benefit of being students of comedy, mm-hmm. so we see a lot of different things. When you're a comedian like Louis C.K., I mean, we're both comedians. We're both aspiring. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if we've arrived. No one's told us yet. No one's confirmed that for us. But we are aspiring to be comedians, and. As we do that, we're able to see all these other comics and we're able to, uh, you know, really uh, categorize them and and see what's working and see what's working for us and see what's working for the general public. Louis C.K., he's in a hole. He's in a cave. Um, As many comedians are, they're writing their comic comedy, they're scribbling it on little pieces of paper and they're going, okay, this is going to work and this is about my life. And and it's very close-minded and it's very mm-hmm. small-minded. Because, mm-hmm. you know, this is the thing about a VIP section. You know, you get in there and sure, there's about four or five head honchos, mm. but there are over 130 people in that establishment that you're not seeing at all. Right. You're you're in the the little side corner. You're you're writing down things, right. and you're you know ordering a few cocktails while pushing away uh, all the the potential that's right. that's outside all the those, common folk. 
Exactly. And, and you and I, Kevin, at this stage, uh, you're the bartender. I'm the guy that's mopping the floor. I'm cleaning right. the bathrooms. Uh, yeah. Maybe we're sweeping the floor. I don't know. Uh, vacuuming no, I, the carpet. I'm the bartender. For sure. You're the bartender. Yeah, yeah. it's a cool job. I think I'm probably like a busser. You know, I'm picking up the glasses yeah, that are being used. The wacky and, bus boy is yeah. sort of the. Yeah. And sometimes, and, and I'm who, doing who fumbling. Who dropped the dishes? Right? Yeah, yeah. I'm doing fumbling Saw things. That. I'm like, um, you know, yeah, that's just, that's, exactly that's almost the, like a catchphrase That's the character. That should uh, be, that's it. There was a sitcom like that in the 70s. Oh, yeah? Uh, the Bumbling Bus Boy, I think it was played by... Steve Buscemi. Well, Steve Buscemi, that's the great thing about him is he's so diverse is that he could play a bumbling busboy in the 70s mm-hmm. and now a mob boss. Yeah, I could I could be I could be mixing this up, but I'm fairly sure that was the uh, premise. You're probably right. Um, so, but that's the whole thing is that we have that education. Mm-hmm. We have that common touch where we can see for Louie, we can see what he might need to do to be timeless as we were Exactly. Saying. And this is this is the benefit and this is uh, our service for uh, both the common and the greats is that we are those mediators. We mm-hmm. are the ones in between. We are, we're the ones who see behind the scenes and we say, you know what's behind here? A dishwasher full of full of junk. And yeah. and a bunch of uh, pans with with greasy old bacon on there. Everyone's yeah. going. Uh, okay, we saw the magician pull the rabbit out of the hat, uh, and we go, "Look, we were behind him. It was in his coat. It was in his coat. You know that. Sorry, it was an optical illusion. It was a trick. Mm. We just told you how it was done because you deserve to know. It, it doesn't take away the enjoyment, I think, at all of the rabbit coming out of the hat. Of course not. No, I don't. No. I don't imagine it could. Speaking of rabbits coming out of the hat, mm-hmm. let's pull this one on out today, Joel. This rabbit is not a white rabbit, but a brown rabbit. A little bit of a brown bunny. Um, but probably one of the most famous brown bunnies the to biggest, hit ca- comedy land. Yeah, the biggest brown bunny that you're ever going to see walking down the street, funny street in Comedyville. It's Russell... Uh, it's Russell Peters. Yes, that's right. We're talking about Russell Peters today, um, the biggest name in one of the biggest names in comedy right now yep he's a uh, world renowned uh, he travels all around the world yeah we're not going to compare him to louis ck the whole time louis mm-hmm. ck is was last time we're not going right. to bother going or on or even him. uh zach shade who zach demonstrated shade. uh previously that you know he is also culturally diverse he yes. can take any any race, well, any subject. He's a lot similar to, it. yeah, Russell Peters in that sense that exactly. he's doing a lot of, like, we threw different uh, races at him and he was able to do an amazing Just joke. Bam, bam, bam. Based on every single race. Russell Peters is world famous. Louis C.K. really only works in New York. As far as I've seen, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's where, like, he, he's that, he's, he's one, he's a one city wonder. Mm. You know what I mean? And, and that spreads out into the country of America. But beyond that, people are like, I don't get this. I'm exactly. walking the attitude. Um, if it weren't for uh, all these cameras, I would never see him on TV. Yeah, because he'd just be walking down the street in New York. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Um, and it, and yes, I did do an accent there. That was that was the, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I wondered if you would sneak that yeah, in. Because I, I, I do you accents. S- you spent some time in New York with the... I spent four days in New York, that's true. And uh, I saw Central Park. I went to the Museum of National Art and I stood outside the Guggenheim. So well, it was all part of an exchange program, uh, the New York to Nation Exchange, mm. where people from our nation, uh, well, you did it right out of Capital City. So there's, you know... 
Joel, coming out of Capital City, uh, trading places with a really nice New York guy named, well, he would, J- how do you say, J- Jimmy. Now, he was uh, Jimmy the, the Sledge, I think is what he called mm. himself. Because he, he was a bit of a, like, a hammerhead. That's what heavy, he was. He was a heavier guy, heavy guy. But he was like a, but it, and that's the thing about New Yorkers. Everyone's got a, the, like, you could be, the, he could be like Jimmy Smith or whatever, but they called him Jimmy the Sledge. Mm. Like, because everyone's got a the something in That's New York. That's like the common middle yeah. name. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's like, hey, I'm Jimmy the Sledge. You know, like yeah. so. Everyone's got that. I don't know what Louis is. If it's like Louis the funny guy C- or CK, Louis I, CK, Louis the CK, the CK. The CK. Yeah, and I don't know what CK means, but Jimmy the Sledge, he worked as a dishwasher, right? Um, and then he'd also like take packages for somebody and give them to somebody else, and so I had to kind of fulfill that duty, right? right. And so when I was in New York, I I was there and I was like, guys, give me a name, like. I'm I'm Joel the what? I'm yeah, Joel, just, you know. you're just waiting for yeah. it. Yeah, and they yeah. went. They didn't. They they refused. But you know, and they a lot of them wouldn't. They just turned around. And I don't know if I was being so funny. They didn't want to let me see them laugh. You mm-hmm. know that thing where you're just like, oh, yeah, this guy's. And you just turn around and you you're like, can't let them know. I don't want to. I don't yeah. want to break in front of him. Yeah, because they were all hard. And it's before they know. Uh, you know the illusion. They they they're probably turning their backs, just trying to deconstruct what you just said yeah, and saying is this really funny is this should i show him this Joel the something and you know i know and then all of a sudden when you heard it I, i'll never forget this story. i never heard they never gave me a name i know that's why i've never forgotten this story yeah, because i'm it's still a twist waiting so waiting for them it's an m night Shyamalan twist mm-hmm. because you expect me to get a name of joel the and, something and be accepted yeah. but i wasn't i never was exactly so there you go. Eat that postmodernism. You know what I would love is uh, an exchange, a New York exchange program with a New York comedian. Oh, wow. I, and get them up here in the Capitol Instead doing of a, the open Instead of a mics. heavy set dishwashing. Yeah, because that wasn't the best way to, like, I mean, I did get to see the outside of the Guggenheim mm. and I did look up at the top of uh, the Empire State's building, but I didn't get to do like what i love and that's comedy and right. so i really um like i don't, I can't eat like think of a new york comedian like louis ck mm-hmm. could come up here i don't I, we shouldn't be talking about him when we're doing russell brand are we doing russell brand uh yeah. i was gonna do russell peters instead oh no wait oh sorry yes russell peters i get the mix and russell that's so stupid of me because russell brand's a pol- politician <laughs> he's not right. even a comedian no uh people he's a he's british a, com, uh politician rev, revolutionary politician yeah. he's always calling for a revolution and he's mm-hmm. going out there and making all these really strong political statements he's not funny so that's not what he focuses on mm-hmm. that's not what he wants some people think he is because the accent sounds funny again the it's the whole british thing we can get back yeah. to the the, the it's, it's the Ricky Gervais, why does he have a million listeners to his podcast yeah. and we only have like 15 yeah. and that's because He's got that British voice that people get so confused going, this is funny, mm-hmm. you know, and he can say a logical BS. Well, uh, Russell Brand, he does the same thing. That's just his own brand of... <laughs> oh, my. But let's talk about Russell Peters and his brand of comedy. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would categorize his his style, his uh, report... Repartee. Repartee, thank you, as um, abrasive and profane. That's That's what he does. He goes up there... He says, "I'm gonna uh, come on your daughters and and mm. things like that." He, uh, I've never heard him say that. He does uh, very. Uh, am I mixing him up with? Uh, oh, 
Again, Russell Brand's Brand. political Russell stance. Russell Brand's commi- political stance going right. well. He Russell Brand Again, and, and a lot of people get confused. He does those jokes that, well, they're not jokes. They're they're really it's performance art where he's saying, "I'm going to do these disgusting things to mm-hmm. prostitutes and your daughters." Uh, but what he's really saying is, we need to wear condoms. We need to uh, control the population problem. Yeah. And we need to realize that globalization is a factor in all this. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean, that's the cusp of everything that he's trying to say. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I don't want to get into Russell Brand's, uh, I almost said Russell Peters, um, political, uh, you know. No, this isn't the time for it. Yeah, his position on that. But it's probably a sexual position. Probably. Hey, oh. But no, this uh, this episode's completely dedicated the whole thing to, to Russell, Russell Peters. Peters. He started in 1989. I looked that up, mm. and uh, and now he's super huge. Um, I'm not sure how long he's been doing comedy. That but, would be uh, 14 years. Okay, well, I can't verify that, but he's an observational comic. He Can observes. We say that? He observes, yes. and in this case, races. Yep. And, and not just the, the foot kind, not just the, or the, the motorcycles. Mm-hmm. We are talking about the, the identity that we all face ourselves with in the mirror that comes from our genes that right. we now describe as race. Race. Ethnicity. We can say Heritage. that. We can say that here. It's a safe yeah. space for race. He himself is Indian. Mm-hmm. Um, he will mention in the Indian culture, he'll mention... Uh, people from Pakistan, and I think he will also mention Asians. I, it's all one. I mean, India is uh, currently. Are you residing saying it's all the in, same race? No, it's India is currently residing in Asia. To me, you're painting it all the same brush, and that sounds racist to me. Oh well, I, I um, all I'm trying. I'm saying he is he is. Indian. Exactly. He's from India, India. or somewhere in India. And that, right. we could get more specific with sure. that. Like a town and then a street. Like there's, you can get so, so specific. Mm-hmm. And then there's Pakistan, that's a different race of people. And then Asia, which is a different race of people. It's a, it's a very large continent. There's a lot of different races in that continent. There are many. Um, so I just don't want you to. I don't like Russell Brand's racist enough. I don't think you and I need to be racist no, in no, this podcast discussing no. this stuff. So let's just make sure that people know uh, we're not saying that everyone's the same. And we're not saying that uh, like Russell Peters is just some brown guy uh, mm-hmm. from India that just like any other person from the whole continent of Asia because right. that's offensive. Exactly, and and you know this is something that we need to keep in mind. Um, with with our broadcasts uh, here on the JK Around podcast, is that these are sensitive topics and these affect people's lives and these are people's livelihoods, which is why we've come up with our Facebook question of the week. Ooh. Is India currently residing in Asia? And if so, does that make it racist to talk about things that are in Asia Right. As places. Because we're touching, and that we did this with Louis C.K., we're touching on uh, things in comedy that other comedians are touching on, uh, and it's racy. Mm-hmm. I mean, comedy is, is pushing boundaries. It's about rebellion. And, and we, 
now we have to touch on this stuff, but we're trying to do it delicately. Yes. And so please help us with that. Um, and also, if anybody knows how long uh, Russell Peters has been doing comedy, uh, Kevin has an opinion about it. And mm-hmm. if you can please post on Facebook, a bit of a contest. We realize it's all subjective yet. Yeah. He started in 1989. Thoughts. How long has he been going for? Please, please, if you're going to submit to this contest on Facebook or Twitter, mm-hmm. ver- be able to verify it exactly. um, and show us uh, show us your work, as yep. they've done in math, I guess. Since um, grade four. Yeah, show us your work because we need to figure out – I would like to know that, and that, that's another – two contests this week. Mm. Um, Is India and Asia and Russell Peters. Yeah. It, um Where's he from? Where's how long has, how he, long been has doing? he been doing? It? Oh, right, because you said the age apart from. Okay, um, now you did mention though that so just put a, a hashtag Russell Peters. Right. Um, however, I found lately when I've been pushing the hashtag button and then write, writing something beside it, all the text turns blue. So I tend to mm. if you put a little space there, it solves that problem. Um, yeah, that's a good idea because you don't want because. I mean, it's, it's just, a color It looks thing, weird. It, and yeah. it gets in this weird box, and it's just distracting, and yeah. we don't need that. So add in a little hashtag. Make mm-hmm. sure to put in that space, mm-hmm. and, and we'll be able to find you. No problem. Yeah. Uh, that'd be perfect. You did mention that uh, Russell Peters touches on some pretty uh, serious topics. Serious topics. Uh, being raised. They, they affect our, our lives, mm-hmm. our livelihoods, and our, our social... Uh, circumference right and and that is what i wanted to talk about with russell peters Mm -hmm. is that comedy comes from a place of pain now we know this um we've heard it we i don't know if you've read that people can google it it's on google look uh read hamlet and Mm. tell me he wasn't at one point a tortured soul and yet another point a comedian, mm-hmm. a, jo- a joker, and a joker in those days. Exactly, and that this is a jester. It's been the same since the 16th century, mm-hmm. and here we are today. In whatever century this happens right. to be, yeah. can't confirm it, but and and we're we're facing these problems. We're saying, look, it's a dark uh, and brooding world out there, and through that, I've, the funny? I've made funny uh, mm-hmm. happen for. Uh, for your enjoyment and ingestment. Yeah. Well, it's a healing thing, isn't it? It's it's yeah. saying, uh, look, I look around and I, I'm Russell Brand, I'm Russell Peters, and I'm looking around and I'm seeing all these races and all the devastation. And even in his most recent stand-up, this notorious one, he goes, oh, I'm not going to make any jokes about the Arabs because mm-hmm. they'll you know they'll, they'll do something about or it or something yeah. you know it was and it's just walking that line and it's a it's razor sharp mm-hmm. and you're going oh my goodness he, did he just say that and you're laughing but you're also feeling fear for him and you're going but wait we're we're all feeling we're all laughing there's a smile on my face he's healing this yeah he's going and and then the arab people can go <laughs> we don't need to hurt this person he's made me laugh we've all laughed mm-hmm. And that's the, I mean, that, that's what Michael Jackson was trying to do. And that was to heal the world. You think because the line he walks is so razor thin that that is why he gets such a close shave on his face? Well, I've heard that he has someone do that for him. I don't know if it's mm. another comedian mm-hmm. that also has a razor wit, r- razor sharp wit. 
it it could be that. I'm just saying he's his his face is smooth, mm-hmm. his comedy is smooth, mm-hmm. and it, again it relates to where we we started our foundation here with Louis C.K. talking about. Um, how he builds into his face mm-hmm. the the emotion and the the pressure uh, of his hardness. Yeah. Here we have a shift. We have a man with a smooth face talking very smoothly about very rough uh, subject yes. matter. Stuff that's going to hit home uh, because we all experience different races. And yet again, it is that smoothing out process that, like you said, brings the healing, brings brings the smiles, and brings the twinkles to the eyes and ears of uh, children everywhere. Yeah, and the children. L- look, let's start at the not the beginning of his, like we are, the beginning of his comedy was nineteen eighty nine, but let's start a little earlier. The Big Bang. Not that early. Let's All bring right. it a few years forward and right. and start where uh, Russell Peters grew up. In a very rough environment, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, from what I understand, uh, according to Wikipedia, he grew up in a town called Brampton, mm-hmm. which isn't in the nation. Rather, it's in Canada. It is. Uh, he's a Canadian, which you don't see a lot of Canadian co- comics. Nope. Uh, but he he somehow broke out of that, you know, a winter wonderland into the world. And they come down on bullying, but I'm sure uh, Russell Peters was probably the only Indian boy in that town. Um, if you Google Brampton, you'll probably learn that it's, you know, full of Canadian people and not a lot of mm-hmm. Indian people. Exactly. And uh, he he breaks, you know, he's in that place and he's probably mocked because he's brown. You know, mm-hmm. he's small and he's brown and he hasn't, he probably had an accent back then. And that's causing a lot of pain in him. And it's very rough for him. And mm-hmm. and out of that grew a comedy tree. It It was blossoming. But like you said, if it weren't for that that um, deep seated acorn, that mm-hmm. little that comedy corn, mm-hmm. then there would be no stock yeah. in in his uh, in his material. Um, and and like you said, you know, he's growing up uh, somewhere before eighty nine, in, in between, obviously, when he started comedy nineteen eighty nine, and mm-hmm. uh, sometime a little after uh, the the Big Bang happens. Right. There he is growing up in this time that's just is tumultuous. People. Uh, Video games are, are are hitting the screen, mm. and and people are looking at these things. Say, uh, this this is the culturally relevant thing right now. Right. Uh, Pong and and Mario is the thing that is their their current medium that talks to them about cultural significance. So obviously, when we we deconstruct video games, which that's not what we're going to get into here, but when right. we do that, mm-hmm. we see that at his time, obviously, a lot of girlfriends were being kidnapped. Mm-hmm. And so you're growing up in a time with very little women, mm-hmm. highly patriarchal society, oh. and many, many Canadians. Kevin, you've read my uh, thesis on video game culture. Now, we weren't, we're mm-hmm. not going to get into it too heavily, no. but I, I do say... It's still I'm, in its second stage of peer review. Right. What I was going to... I just wanted to bring out the point that I have in there about how, you know, when video games did come out, and, and even now, I mean, as human beings, we're not equipped for that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, you know, we're not children and even adults shouldn't be experiencing even Pong. Like that is not natural. 
And that is disturbing our internal uh, physio- physiology. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, and, and so Russell Peters is growing up in a time when that's brand new. I mean, now maybe we've slowly evolved to be able, and, and adapted to be able to handle that a bit more. The children of today, mm-hmm. like I'm saying today, mm-hmm. today like yeah. today, like I'm not even saying like 10 years ago, no, today. To this you know? very day. Yeah. But, you know, when they were coming out for, for Brand, uh, Peters, you know, that was a time when he would have been, his head would have been going through the roof, especially someone coming from India where they barely have cars, you know, and they, you know, more or less eat rice and and curries, I'd imagine, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, coming here with running water and, you know, houses made out of wood, not just like, I guess they have a lot of tile over there. Yeah, sandstone. Yeah, just different products to build with. And... And he's now seeing like a, a ball going across mm-hmm. the screen. No, he's not going to be able to handle that. And that's no. going to just be compounded on that the bullying that he's experiencing. Exactly. Just school. furthering that othering process that exactly. he's already there. Now he's he is in a, you know, cyberspace land mm-hmm. with with digital blips uh, just flaring across and they're going back and forth across his head and he's and he's looking at that and the trees growing the comedy Mm -hmm. trees going but those buds are kind of looking funny too right you know and uh what are they going to grow into what are these jokes going to look like Mm -hmm. and what they end up looking like is a reflection and and the beauty of this and what makes me cry uh tears of joy is that he didn't take that and start yelling and saying you know, I hate Jews, I hate Chinese people, mm-hmm. I hate, you know, and, and tearing them down. He decided to heal. Yeah. And he decided to go, let me talk Look. about these races and, and talk yeah. about the observations that I've noticed and say, it's fine. Yep. You know, That's it's fine. okay. These are these are strange, strange tumultuous times where alien technology from from all over the, the world mm-hmm. is... is being just shared and shipped and uh, swooped. And by alien technology, we don't just mean, you know, technology coming from America, which is alien to India or or technology from China China coming to America. We're talking about like from other planets, aliens infiltrating us with their technology. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the only thing that makes sense for something like an iPhone, which is far and above beyond anything man could have, you know, conceptualized. I mean, Steve Jobs started with the computer with uh gates or mm-hmm. whatever and now i've got a little tiny iphone in my hand i know that's too fast i know that's and yet, too quick i mean we don't need to go into much uh of it here but honestly you look 10 12 years ago no one had iphones mm-hmm. no one had mm-hmm. uh you know wi-fi mm-hmm. uh wirelessly interconnected uh they weren't interconnected kevin they weren't interconnected they weren't. I mean, uh, Alexander Graham Bell uh, came up with this telephone. Mm -hmm. That was, I I don't even know how many years ago. Um, Quite a few, at least by now. Yeah, way, way more years ago than Russell Brand was born. Mm -hmm. So it was way close. It's basically way closer to when the Big Bang probably might have happened. As far as we know. Yeah. And he comes up with this telephone. It's so, like, now we think of it as primitive. Back mm. then, it's like, yay, a wire, you know? Yeah. Uh, and oh, here's, fast- a, here's a giant box that, that I, my wife can't lift onto to our wall. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I 
put the nail here, and my yeah. my lazy wife can't hang this on the wall. Find a stud. And, find a stud to get yeah. that thing up there, and we get a brace because this phone's gonna fall and, and bring the whole wall yeah, down with it. I I gotta crank it, you know, thirty. 30 times over just to mm-hmm. dial a, a, a couple numbers. And now I'm carrying a, more or less a computer that can broadcast information to space it's and back in, in, in your my pocket. pocket. In your pocket. It's, it's, it's a flightless spaceship. Yep. It's, um, it's probably not giving me cancer. Probably not. Hopefully it's, not. It's from uh, the, the Space Trek uh, type sci- science uh, fictionalized world that we live in now. Right. So and and this is what um, inspired Russell Peters mm-hmm. to start boxing. Start boxing. Yeah, he. Yeah. I don't know if you know this, but he became a boxer. This was his response to being bully, bullied. He he mm. didn't he didn't want to be bullied anymore, so he became a boxer. And like with his fit, like um, training and and gym. literally like uh, lie 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 from Simon Garfunkel, the boxer. And so. This is before '89. Um, yeah, yeah, because he wasn't after, in comedy. Yeah, the after big, he was born, big after the Big Bang, after, his, after, after Alexander Graham Bell, Bell. Then he was born. Then he was bullied in school mm. in Brampton, and then boxing. Boxing. Stage. He's like, look, I'm not going to be made fun of. I'm not going to be a big joke here. Mm-mm. I'm going to box. And so he became a boxer, and he did that for a bit, and then he became a DJ. Right. In the clubs and became quite connected and popular in the city of Toronto. Toronto. I hope I'm saying that right. Tro- mm. Toronto. Toronto. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a lot There's of. There's a lot of O's. Canada, lot they of like consonants and vowels. Oh. Canada. Yeah. Toronto. Oh. Like they're. Other cities. Yeah. yeah like, like that's what they like to do. And mm-hmm. so, and that's their culture and you can't hold that against them. I'm sure Russell yeah. Brand, uh, Peters could come up with a hilarious mm-hmm. joke just about Vowels and consonants. I would love to see that. I would love to see him. You know, in a in the heart of a of a um, nation like uh, Canada, uh, you know, in a town like Winifred, and just see Peter uh, Russell uh, Russell Peters Peters. just just riffing. You know, just going on about these things. Oh. (laughs) What would be perfect would be that he brings across. His own name, like I know his name would be a punchline, Peters, because it mm-hmm. also has consonants and vowels. So yep. Canada, Toronto, Peters, and Peters. like I would kill. Like I wish I don't think he does a lot of jokes about Canada, but I bet he could mm-hmm. kill with them. Like I think yeah. it's because people he, over there they they would really catch on to what he's doing. I think. Yeah. Um, I know in a place like that, if you're gonna do uh, the the style of comedy magic that he does, then maybe it would help you to travel to places like uh, India or mm-hmm. like even further into Asian countries. Right. Um, maybe that's a, a good place to get your start. But you know, I, I feel like those uh, ca- uh, the Canucks over there. Uh, I, I read on Wikipedia they call them the Canucks wow, over that's there. A weird word. I don't uh, even. That sounds nothing like the, Canada. Ca- um, I think they invented ketchup and something about mm. Canada and you know all the vowels anyways. Mm. So the Canucks of it they they just might get a a little kick out of that one. Mm. I think um it, it would knock them in in the funny skull and their their eyes would be a popping and their mouths would be a laughing. We like and and that's what we we've done uh when we tribute we also uh, try to help the com- comedians we're tributizing, exactly. and that's this is a, the note to you, uh, Peters, is 
try out some Canadian jokes because、mm. I think that your homegrown audience、mm-hmm. is really going to appreciate it. We'd like to learn more about that country. It'd be great. And, you know, he is known very well for his accents. I'd love to hear him take on、oh, the, Cana- Canadian the Canadian accent and just, <laughs> oh, no, you're good, Brent Garrow. That probably is how they sound. Something、yeah. like that. It's something like that. Yep, it、yeah. was like, that's what it was.、Um, But what I wanted to、uh, come back to is something that you mentioned, which was、uh, here's the guy clean shaven, he's wearing a button up、mm-hmm. shirt and some you know,、uh, conservative slacks. And he's walking out on stage in his most recent、uh, hour, Notorious, to a DJ.、Mm-hmm. There were two DJs doing it.、Yep. And this guy's got like, all the attitude and all the flair of a, you know, of a rap star. Of a complete rap star. Yeah. And, and, yet, and, and yet. He's the entire Sugar Hill gang、mm-hmm. in, in casual、mm-hmm. slacks. And he's standing out there doing his、uh, yeah, racy, but he's d- a comedy, but he's doing it in a very,、uh, hey, I'm a, I'm a businessman. I'm a,、mm-hmm. I'm a grown up adult.、Uh, but that's what we're hearing underneath is the boxer. We're hearing、yeah. the bullied boy,、mm-hmm. and we're hearing the DJ. Yep. All these edgy, you know, really modern,、um, you know, Well, part of it is coming from the pain thing, and then part of it is that, yeah, you know, I'm in the club sort of thing.、Mm-hmm. And he's doing that in an in a almost white bread sense that we can all、yeah. appreciate. And that's the marketing genius、mm-hmm. of Russell、oh, Brand.、Yeah. Now, Peters. Now, to look at、uh, the, brand, the, the, uh, the branding of Russell、mm. Pe- uh, Peters. This is how he does this. When you take this threefold personality that we talk of,、yeah. you have the DJ, you have the boxer, you have the small child, the、mm-hmm. bullied child.、Mm-hmm. When you watch it, and this is how I like to watch a lot of comedy specials, not just Russell Peters, but this、mm-hmm. is a great、uh, example for what I'm demonstrating here. When you watch it, turn off the volume,、mm-hmm. push, push the old mute button,、yeah. then all of a sudden you're not confronting the DJ Peters anymore. The next barrier to get through is the boxer. He's like the bouncer. He's the、mm-hmm. big one. So, what you do next is you push the pause button、mm-hmm. a couple of times until you get to that frame where, where you just see his, his lips sink down、mm-hmm. and he's got this, this frown. Just a, and a if very you can pause it, look. If you can pause it on a still image of Russell Peters looking sad, That's, that's the little boy. That's、right. the, the, the inner child that, that you don't see unless you take away all those layers. And then you're like, this was the rabbit that was actually in, in the, the hat when he pulled it jacket, out of his jacket. Right. And then get a transcript of the comedy special off of the Google and just read it. Just, and、yeah. then every now and then glance at the muted、mm-hmm. and pause television. And then you're going to get the jokes for what they are.、Mm-hmm. And, and, Make and, sure to spend some time with it. Read、mm-hmm. each word twice、yeah. um, as you're reading the sentence. Yeah. Read each word twice, then go and reread the sentence once,、mm-hmm. and then reread it again.、Yeah. And that's the only way to truly ingest、uh, comedy, especially when it's Russell Peters.、Mm-hmm. Such verbose. Uh, weavings of intertextuality.、Mm-hmm. The other thought that I had、uh, in relation to him was the positivity that's come out of bullying. And everybody's so down on bullying.、Mm-hmm. But look at what it can produce. You、oh. know what I mean? Art. Art,、uh, it can basically it, it formed a man who came.
uh, much like Michael Jackson did, as I've mentioned before, Mm -hmm. in sort of a hero, a superhero sense to heal the world and to save the world. And guess what? Russell Peters is brown. And Michael Jackson should have been brown. Yeah. You know, so mm-hmm. it's kind of coming from, I think yeah, when yeah. we look for healing, we should look to that sort of yeah, uh, To the Peters, skin to tone. the Jacksons. Mm-hmm. But not to Russell Brand. Again. Uh, yeah, he's a white, to... confused British man mm-hmm. who is not funny. He's a politician. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, I mean, honestly, it looks like. A homeless man wanders into the set of Pirates of the Caribbean 3, which, Mm -hmm. don't get me wrong, obviously a great movie. All of them. All of them are great. Walks in, dresses up as, Mm -hmm. you know, background pirate number Mm 3, and then he gets an interview on CNN where he can say, uh, hey, I don't agree with CNN. Or, hey, I don't agree with seeing me on CNN. Well, what are you doing there, Mr. Peter, uh, Mr. Brand? Mm -hmm. Let me make a political point and then say, oops, it's not a point. It's just I'm I'm politicking. Yeah. And he's politicking me off. Oh. (laughs) It's hard to not laugh at some of the good ones. Take that moment for yourself. Thank you. Is there anything else we need to talk about with Russell Peters? You know, he did a famous interview in 2010. Mm-hmm. on the George uh, Staphylophagus show, comes out um, sort of just just putting himself out there and says, look, my father used to come into a room and pick up a glass and tap the side of it and, and see how thick that glass was. And he came out and he said, you know what? I do the same thing. I don't know if his father was blind, but I look. That's one of the things that I do. I'll look at a glass and I will be able to deduce with my vision mm-hmm. how thick that glass is. Mm. And oftentimes, and I don't know if you found this, but the bottom part of the glass that you set down on the table is mm-hmm. a lot thicker than the other sides, which will, would kind of protect protect yeah. the water f- or orange juice or milk or uh, whatever. Seven up. Seven up from crashing through that or out of it onto the ground and everything like that. Uh, yep. uh, so what I would say is the base is often thicker than the rest of the glass. But mm-hmm. I'll, I'll be able to deduce that with my eyes. Yeah. Well, maybe he was talking about um, a mug or some, some mm. sort of ceramic that is not – uh, you can't see through it. Well, and this is a thing, though. He said it applies to all sorts of materials, so so tables mm-hmm. or um, shelves or uh, very low shelving table units. I wouldn't like uh, even on like a tabletop. I wouldn't flick it or knock it. I would just like mm. take my two fingers and and hold one on the top and one on the bottom mm-hmm. of, of that. Mm-hmm. If I can reach, if it's if it's not too thick. I have a pretty good uh, finger span. And then I, I could either just feel that that's long, just depending on how stretchy my f- hand feels, mm-hmm. or I could pull my hand out, keeping the same form, and look at it and say, all right, that's about five inches. And this, this is how we learn from each other. I mean, mm-hmm. when you have people who can immigrate to other countries, mm-hmm. uh, you you know go from the east to the west, and, and you get to share a bit of their traditions with theirs, and you see the west go to the east, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So then when they come in here and they see, oh, my, you know, the west has an idea of just looking at things for the, the, right. the thickness of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they privilege sight over the, t- the feel of it. Mm-hmm. Here I am touching these things. Tapping them. Tapping them even. 
um, and let's just experience, uh, you know, the durability of our materials together. Kevin, it's the superficiality of the Western world, which we need to get away from. Mm-hmm. I mean, we look. We we lo- and look. that's what I admitted just, to. Yeah, I look. I know. This Why is do what I we look? Fall into. Whereas they are uh, in India, a very sonic country. Mm-hmm. They listen and, and, and sound... Uh, is a, we all know this is a lot deeper than and than seeing. Um, you watch a movie, and if they, you know, before they put the music in there, you're not going to have the same emotional reaction Mm-mm. to the words and the movement. What you're going to react to is sound, um, exactly. Which is surprising because in India the music is just so terrible, and you'd think that if they're so sensitive to sound that they'd realize. And maybe that's the thing where it's just gone, like that postmodern mm-hmm. sort of, it's just gone off the wrong way. You know, it's it's uh, avant-garde. Yeah. It's just trying to uh, break down uh, structures and barriers. If they hear the type of music that we make, uh, or like we make in the nation, or mm-hmm. the Americans and the Canadians and, and the Western and the world makes, mm-hmm. yeah, they'll go... This is so generic. We used to do that, mm-hmm. but now we're breaking out of that mold, and we're. Yeah. It's just mm-hmm. like, look, guys, that's fine if if that's touching you emotionally. Yeah, maybe it's that whole thing where they don't want to be touched emotionally. Exactly. If know? they did, I mean, they would obviously be listening to Chad Kruger. Mm-hmm. They would obviously be listening to bands. Uh, or whatever uh, singers are coming out of the American idols, the Canadian mm-hmm. idols, the, the British uh, idol, idols. idols. All the idol shows. Again, this is where you can find emotion. Yeah. But if you don't want that, then... Well, these then, then try to try to break it. Try these to, people go, are writing. These people are writing music to be creative and to be uh, to to like I said, push barriers. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas uh, American Idol and the idol shows and that that sort of scene is writing music to be good. It's being for you. It's and, a gift. Yeah, and it's it's writing music to be emotional. Mm-hmm. They know how to pull those strings and their heartstrings. And uh, they use guitar strings, and they know how to do it. So let them do it, appreciate it, let it wash over you Mm. uh, with that kind of running water that you find in the Western world and you don't really find in the Indias and the Pakistans, you know, or anywhere else in China or Asia, sorry. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and, And appreciate that music and let it heal you the way... Russell Peters comedy does exactly. It's the rushing water of healing comedy and cleansing mm, comedy. I like that. I I don't know a a lick of a thing about music. You know that. However, I assume much like anyone can safely assume, it's all the same thing. It's mm-hmm. all magic. It's all smoke and mirrors. Mm-hmm. And and you know you can if you take the time see the mappings out and work with that. Uh, or you can live in a world where it just gets splashed onto your eyes and you go wandering around until you fall into the pool. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that's what music is. It's, it's uh, you know, just the happenstance of possibly falling into a pool. Um, no matter what the pool is filled with. Well, it, and it can only be filled, filled with so much. I mean, people can do the math. And, I mean, if mm-hmm. they want to do this as a Facebook contest, they can. Uh, you got, I think, seven notes, including sharps and flats. Mm-hmm. And those seven notes can be in only so many combinations. Yeah. And then you use three of them at a time to make a chord. And then that's See, seven this- chords... And, so many numbers, but like and think these about it. Terms. Seven is not even ten. 
three mm. is not even five. So you there's not a lot going on. If you did the math on that, there's probably like 56 combinations or some small number like that mm-hmm. of possibilities. So, of course, the good music is all going to be, you know, those f- the four chords that we generally hear uh, in pop music. You don't know what I'm talking about. Not, it's, not a clue. Yeah, it's a very simple, there's a simple thing because there's not much more to it. Whereas, you know, yeah, in India, they'll do the same two notes constantly. <laughs> And mm-hmm. and they're like, hey, we're we don't want to go forward and do more than that because it's so cliche. Well, mm-hmm. yours is just a little bit weird, you know. That's that's and that's fair sound criticism. Yeah, and that's the pool that you we've fallen into a weird pool mm-hmm. in India. But that makes sense because they just don't have a lot of clean water. Sure, and all pools end up being weird generally there. Mm-hmm. I think we basically covered all the important aspects of Rus- Russell Peters' career. Russell Peters, just the kind of guy that um, we should all um, honor. Mm-hmm. We can all cherish. We can mm-hmm. all uh, tune in. Bring bring your family and and your grandkids and your niece, because uh, your niece has been neglected. Yeah, don't leave the niece out. He's a family friendly comedian, mm-hmm. uh, and he's going to heal your family, especially if. Let's say your daughter has been dating a black guy yeah. or, you know, you broke up with your wife and then you is a, a black woman. A black woman, but you've remarried an Asian woman. You guys can all get together, watch Russell Peters and just have a laugh over mm-hmm. your cultural differences, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and, and that will be a, let me, I, I'll tell that will be a healing laugh and that's a guarantee. That's a JK podcast, JK around podcast J- guarantee. Guarantee from us to you so thanks for listening russell peters if you listened thank you for listening thanks um remember to try and visit canada and if you're ever in our nation drop by the capital and mm-hmm. uh you can crash on our couch uh mm-hmm. louis we haven't confirmed with him yet but mm-hmm. again the the offer extends if you want to do the new york exchange uh with with one of us or, or both of us yeah we we've got a couch bud and that goes we for a we, lot of any comedian in new york a lot of any comedians uh just give us a a, a little call up a little message mm-hmm. follow us on twitter at the jk around especially if you're a comedian that's been on louis show because i would love mm-hmm. to be on that show or on any show yeah uh, any show if you've ever you been on a show and want other people to be on that show we were talking about lou frigno last uh mm-hmm. when we talked about uh Jewish comedians. Jewish comedians. On sitcoms. And Lou Ferrigno, you're a comedian. If you want to come up here and uh, do some comedy around here, I would love to come down and be on a couple episodes of King of Queens. Yep. Uh, That's absolutely right. Yep. Uh, So uh, let's remind everyone. uh, Just to take the magic at comedy. uh, Check um, out our Facebook page, The JK Around. Uh, check out our Twitter, the JK Round. JK Round. There, there's other things too. There's other things that you'll. Oh, find I've got too. a blog going on. Kevin's got a blog it's called the It's the Kevin the Great Blog. Yep, at dot, dot tumblr dot com. Just check out the JK Round Facebook page, yep. and there's a lot of links, different places. So we're gonna build this community, and yeah. uh, we're gonna all walk uh, the the hills of of comedy land of of mm-hmm. the the kingdom of Funnyvania. Mm-hmm. Uh, as they said, that an sounds old, dark. Yeah, that's that's dark comedy. Yep, that's black comedy. And so, tune in for uh, our next tribute episode, which will be in two weeks from now. Right. 
So um, thank you for listening. Also, uh, the JK around at gmail.com if you have any comments about how comments, great we are. concerns uh, about the show, questions for us. Yep. Um, questions are always welcome. And anytime you want to say good job or give us a, a virtual handshake. Mm-hmm. We would love to uh, digitally uh, touch your hand. Your digits. Because they call fingers the, digits. Oh, Okay. We'll digitally hold your digits with our digits and we'll shake. Shake it up, baby. So So thank you for listening um, and have have a great week. That's what we're doing now? That's my line. You can do whatever you want to do. All right. You um, can do whatever you want, but I'm uh, saying have a great week. Okay. So have it. Yours is. Mine is have a great week and and that sounds final, but if you. Are you mm. going to say have a great week too? Because no, have I'll, a great week. Have a great week. That's going to mm. make both of us sound stupid. No. It could. <laughs> <laughs>